Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The FT. Riots and your rights. What property and business owners need to know about insurance claims. Market turmoil and your investments. What should you put your money into and when? And rebuilding the high street and your portfolio. Which shares can bounce back after a week of disorder? All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Tanya Poli. Hello. And Elaine Moore. Hello. And our special studio guest, Brian Dennehy, Managing Director of Investment Advisors, Dennehy Weller & Co. Hello. Let's start then with the money news. Rioting, looting, arson, criminal damage. The scenes on the streets of London, Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool and beyond have drawn comparisons with war zones. While the personal cost is immeasurable, the cost in terms of the properties and businesses destroyed has been rising by the day. The Association of British Insurers estimated on Wednesday that insured losses and damage suffered by individuals and UK businesses had already exceeded £100 million. But insurers have been quick to reassure customers that they are covered for riot damage under home and business insurance policies and say that claims will be paid as quickly as possible. Now, Tanya, there have been a lot of worrying stories this week, a lot of people concerned about whether or not they're covered uh, for any of this damage. Is there any other reassurance that you can offer to listeners who've been affected by the rioting? I think the most important bit of advice that we're getting is actually that you need to just phone up your insurance company straight away, obviously, if you have an um, insurance cover. Um, a lot of the insurance companies are saying that they have 24-hour phone lines available, so you can like phone up at any point in the day and report the damage that's been done to your property or your business. And um, really, time is of the essence because a lot of policies um, actually stipulate that a claim needs to be made within about seven days of actually the damage be- having occurred. So really, you just need to do it straight away and get get that phone call done. So um, speed of the essence. There have been a lot of um, reports um, you know, in newspapers on television about... Um, so-called police compensation schemes that come into play um, in the aftermath of, uh, of rioting, civil disorder, uh, and, and a lot of misinformation. Could you just clarify what the position is with these police compensation schemes? Well, this is all to do with the Riots Damages Act, and, and basically there's been a lot of talk about whether the fact that 
the police actually have to declare an official riot for these compensation schemes to be open to people. Um, but actually, over the last few days, we've had clarification. That's not the case. Um, this will be available to people to apply for um, compensation. So it also means that if you haven't got an insurance policy, whether you're a household owner, a business owner, you can actually apply straight for one of these compensation schemes. Um, within, you have to basically notify the police within 14 days of the damage again um, occurring, and you will receive cover. And this 14 days, um, again, has been, uh, is a time period that's been widely reported. Um, I've also seen reports that there have been attempts to have this extended. What's the position with that at the moment? I think at the moment it's just the case of the Association of British Insurers having written to the Home Sec and saying that they would, you know, in terms of what's been happening, it's really much better for it to be extended to um, the 42 days so that people have time to actually assess the damage that's been done to their property or business and also for insurers to assess the scale of damage that's been done. Um, so there's more time to actually um, put to give this information and apply to these compensation schemes. But at the moment, this is still just, you know, a request, really. It hasn't been confirmed by the police or the government that um, it will be extended to 42 days. So it's probably a case of watch this space but, and still probably, you know, get your claim in as soon as possible. Yes, if in doubt, um, make your claim now. And just finally, um, a lot of small businesses have been very, very badly affected by what's gone on. Um, are the banks, are there, are there lenders offering any kind of assistance? Well, a lot of the banks have come out in recent days to say that they will offer things like um, sort of short-term to medium-term finance loans um, as a kind of emergency to kind of, you know, obviously repair the damage and also to replace um, stock that's obviously been looted. Um, other banks are saying that they will waive um, overdraft fees, um, others are saying that they will give repayment holidays for existing loans so that people have more time to kind of actually um, fund the cost of this damage before, obviously, any of the insurance payouts are made. Well, it's good to know that the, that the banks are doing their bits uh, to help uh, all of the businesses affected. Tanya, thank you very much indeed for that. And for the latest on uh, insurance claims, uh, go online to read Tanya's article uh, that's on ft.com forward slash money. And also look out for her Q&A, which will appear in the money section of this weekend's FT. Still to come on the show, can Britain's battered retailers rebuild their share prices as quickly as their damaged shopfronts? First, though, equity market turmoil. In the space of four days, an almost unthinkable downgrade of US government bonds growing government debt concerns in Italy and Spain, and rumours of a downgrade of French bonds have sent stock markets around the world into a series of rapid falls and sudden rallies. After falling just over 10% in five trading days last week, the FTSE 100 index rallied by around 2% on Tuesday, before falling again by more than 3% on Wednesday as bank shares were heavily sold. As of Thursday midday, the FTSE was back up by another 2%. But the cost to private investors has been great. PwC estimated on Thursday that all of this volatility and the overall falls have wiped out all of the returns on defined contribution pension funds in the past five years. Some investors have been fleeing equity markets and buying gold, pushing the gold price up to around $1,800 an ounce. But stockbroker The Share Centre says that the ratio of buyers to sellers soared on Wednesday to 84 buyers to 16 sells. Brian, I've read a lot about markets being cheap and people buying in 
seeking bargains, but are these fools rushing in too early? Um, I don't like to make a judgment on that, perhaps with the benefit of hindsight, but uh, perhaps the key now is that on various uh, long-term criteria, the markets are not cheap. We've just seen heavy falls. We've seen falls in the FTSE, the FT100 index, down to 5,200, 5,000, even slightly down through 4,800 earlier in the week. But what we have to remember is that Back in the dark days of March 2009, we were down at 3,500. So this is the falls we've had are actually far from cataclysmic, although you'd think so from all of the press coverage. Now, I'm not asking you to call the market bottom. I, I don't think anyone would, would, would dare to do that. But I, mean, I do recall that uh, earlier this year you said that the FTSE could get to, uh, to 4,800 quite easily. Yeah. Now, it, it just dipped below that earlier this week. Um, can it go considerably lower? It, it certainly can go considerably lower, and it does worry me when people talk about the markets being cheap right now, particularly from lots of official sources like stockbrokers and so on. Um, for example, take the US stock market. With the yield where it is now at 2%, um, it would still take falls of about 60% in the US stock market to get down to levels which historically have been cheap. That is where the yield would get to 6%. The equivalent numbers for the UK stock market, we would have to see falls of about 26% from where we are now in the UK stock market, which on the FTSE 100 index would see us down at 3,900 for, for us to be able to declare officially, if you like, that the market is cheap. That doesn't mean the markets will go down that low. It's just that investors need to be very, very cautious about the risks which are still there and the quantifiable downside. Exactly. And uh, I think these valuation measures can be very helpful in putting this into into broader context. Let's have a look at some of those risks, though, that that you mentioned. I mean, so much of this market turmoil has been caused by concerns over government debt, but all forms of debt – um, corporate debt, personal debt. It's going to take a long time for this sort of deleveraging process to, to work through, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, the research that's been done in the last few years has, has highlighted really clearly that post a banking crisis and with the amount of debt that we've got, we should expect a number of years of deleveraging, which means that we're continually sucking money out of economies, which means that economies... Uh, with interest rates already at 0% or, or, or they're very close by, and inflation still relatively low, despite some of the more rabid he- headlines. It means we're very close to moving into a recessionary type of environment perpetually uh, for the next few years and until the amount of total amount of debt gets down to much lower levels. And the action so far to reduce debt levels, be it, be it consumer, government and, and corporate all combined, and it's, it's different mix in each country, has only just begun. And I think it's clear, you know, from the debt levels, from the the risk factors that we've talked about, that there's no compelling case to go piling back into equity markets or equity funds right this minute. But as and when we get to a more realistic level uh, and, and markets start to look a little bit stronger, are there any particular funds that you would suggest people look at for the longer term, if not, you know, if not now, you know, but, but, you know, some months or years hence? Yeah, well, we, we've been building a shopping list in the last um, couple of weeks, and it really depends on your attitude to risk and your objectives. An, an increasing number of people, because we've got the baby boomers retiring, are going to be looking for sources of long-term income and long-term growing income, more to the point. And there are some fantastic 
global brands out there, individual stocks, which are already looking very good value. I, I, I'm not going to say cheap, but they're already looking very good value. Things like uh, GlaxoSmithKline in the UK, stocks like Johnson & Johnson, who famously do all the baby products in the US, and a number of stocks like that are are featured heavily in funds such as M&G Global Dividend or Artemis Global Income. So those are those are two key funds that are on our on our shopping list. Um, in the UK, we have other funds such as Schroeder Income, which has a greater bounce potential than many um, because, coincidentally, we're going to come on to this, it has a, a higher exposure than most into the areas which are being a bit beaten up at the moment, such as retailers, also such as property. So Schroeder Income has a lot of bounce ability. And, of course, we, we mustn't overlook Asia. Um, a- Asia performed extraordinarily well through 2008-2009 as a source of both growth and income, where where the UK and much of the rest of the world really suffered badly. So we would still be buying Asian equity income funds on weakness, and in particular, the Newton Asian Income Fund. And just very quickly, for those listeners who do not feel confident about picking the right time to go in, would you recommend a drip-feeding approach, regular savings? Yes, we certainly would, because the point is we we can't see where the bottom is from this perspective. We'll be able to see it with the benefit of hindsight, but we don't know where it is now. So what we would do is build that shopping list and then drip money into those chosen funds or stocks over 12 or ideally 24 months. And if the markets do fall away much, much more sharply from where we are now, just accelerate that drip feeding, bring it forward and invest at even lower levels. Brian, for those uh, calming and reassuring words, thank you very much indeed. And if you'd like to know what uh, advisors and fund analysts are recommending and what investors are actually buying, you can read our reports in this weekend's FT and on the website at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, how a week of rioting has hit retail, leisure and insurance shares. Live TV news broadcasts have shown high street shops being looted and damaged for four consecutive nights. According to the British Retail Consortium, the trade body for store groups, the unrest has cost retailers at the very least tens of millions of pounds when damage to property, stolen goods and lost business is taken into account. Some now question whether businesses such as Dixon's and JD Sports will reopen stores in riot-hit areas. But other high street leisure outlets have been affected and insurance companies face claims in the hundreds of millions. So, Elaine, you've been looking at uh, some of these sectors and trying to make sense of what the prospects are. Is it possible to say what the recent events have done to their share prices or has it all just been hidden in the wider turmoil in the markets? Well, this, uh, this series of events has obviously affected a lot of businesses. There's some extraordinary numbers out from one research company saying that it estimates that about 48,000 businesses have been affected because of this. But, of course, the majority of those are these very small independent shop owners um, who were looted or who were affected by the fires. And so they obviously don't come into um, the statistics that we then look at for the stock market. Uh, if we take some of the companies that we all saw being affected by the riots. So JD Sports, this week I was looking at their share prices and it's quite extraordinary, but it dipped. And then on the the second day of riots, some of the worst events that we saw, it actually came up again. So it appeared to be completely unaffected by the riots. Um, Take another one, Hammerson. It's a property developer and it uh, has the Bullring in Birmingham where some terrible uh, looting was going on. It also has a shopping centre in Croydon where there was the terrible fire. Um, 
it's just announced a 43% decline in profits for the last six months. But as yet, there's been no effect because of these riots. So it looks as though what's happened in the last few days has just been absorbed into this huge volatility that's going on in the markets anyway. But as one fund analyst said to me, it just couldn't have come at a worse time. So too early to say probably what um, the events of the last week have done to these share prices. But obviously the the, the retail sector was struggling anyway, um, given the low consumer spending, weak forecasts of uh, economic growth and you know getting weaker um by the moment uh, are retail shares um to be avoided uh, analysts um, generally gloomy about the sector for the you know the medium term they are what some analysts have said is that um it tends to be the uh the lower end of the retail sector that should be avoided right now and they're also saying that fund managers already know this and they've re- they're already underweight in this sector whereas the higher end that's doing quite well so that's uh looking slightly better there are a few obvious sectors that we can look at that may have been affected so retail leisure is another one so people perhaps less inclined to go out this weekend and go to the restaurants there's also tourism from abroad, these the sites of London on fire looked horrific. There's one company that did an estimation that if just 1% of the tourists who were planning to come to the UK in the next 12 months didn't, it could cost the tourism industry about £520 million. Um, and you've got the Olympics coming up as well. So rather than a, a decrease in tourism numbers, what we might see is just less of an increase than was hoped for for the country. The last sector is insurance. Um, so we've already heard the ABI has said that it's estimating £100 million, maybe more. Uh, in costs. But one important point to make is that actually, in comparison to some of the previous large events that have required large claims, this is not actually one of the biggest. So the floods that far exceeded this. So we need to put this in uh, in perspective. Um, in terms of whether people are, are buying in, we, uh, we've mentioned earlier that some people are, are saying that there are bargains to be had. Have you spoken to anybody this week who's looking to buy into the retail sector or is it too early to say? Certainly not as a result of of this. They're not saying that this is going to create bargain opportunities. What every single analyst and fund manager I've spoken to has said is that this is just so minuscule in comparison to what's happening in the rest of the world. So what's happening with the EU and the US, and that's what's really driving the markets right now. This is a sort of, it's, it's a huge event in terms of what happens to the country. It's not actually a huge event in terms of what happens to markets. I have got one company that you might uh, say is done might be doing quite well out of this. This is Interserve, and it's a shopfront cleaning company. So it helps out companies like Boots, sorts out their their windows and so on. They just announced results, and they're they're doing quite well. And they said that they will be helping to clean up the riots. They don't know what effect that will have on profits, but it can only be good. It can only be good for at least one company. Um, Elaine, thank you very much for that. And for more on the prospects for shares in those sectors, you can read Elaine's analysis in the money section of this weekend's FT. That's all we have time for on this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you will find all of these stories, plus daily news updates, blog posts and top tips on our website, ft.com forward slash money. You can follow our tweets at twitter.com forward slash ft money and if you have a question that you'd like us to answer about any aspect of your finances just email us it's the usual address money at ft.com next week we'll bring you another financial lowdown in downloadable form but until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from tanya elaine and our special guest brian dennehy from dennehy weller and co goodbye goodbye for more downloads go to ft.com forward slash podcasts 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.